Let the universe hear what you want this year so you can have it. Welcome to the Create Your Best Year podcast with your host, Clara Angelina Diaz Anderson. In this podcast, we help you to find and receive what you want this year, give you tips, stories, and interviews of what others are doing to create their best year. Welcome. Well, Renee, thank you again for coming on the Create Your Best Year podcast. I am so grateful to have you, and I am excited to share who you are and all the wonderful things that you're doing um, here on Earth to help us. And uh, for our listeners, I also want to just give you um, a preview, right, of what you can expect to hear information that's a little bit different than what we're used to with the intention, my intention of going deeper into healing, empowerment, um, restoring the power back to humanity is really what we want to talk about today with, with the intention that I have of helping people create their best years, their best days, their best moments um, here on earth. Uh, Renee, please introduce yourself um, and tell us uh, who you are and the many hats that you wear uh, currently. Sure, sir. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Uh, I really appreciate uh, all that you are, all that you're doing uh, to help uh, move along this wacky world and uh, see if you can come out you know, on top in a way that you're able to live life just in a, in a way that's effortless, you know, balanced, effortless. Uh, we've all been put through the ringer uh, many times over. So uh, we're, I think we're all ready for something new uh, in, a, in, a, in a very fundamental way, not just a superficial uh, appearance way. So uh, that being said, um, you can call me Renee Hamilton and uh, I have a couple of uh, nicknames, Star Child, and also Power of Soul. Um, some people ask me what Power of Soul means. And um, the word soul to me is an acronym for Source of Unlimited Life. So Power of Soul means the power of the source of unlimited life. And uh, that sort of rang, rang true for me since I've been about a teenager one day, uh, just this vision came to me and uh, that name and that was that. So um, that was before I got really involved uh, into what I'm doing right now, per se. So uh, a little bit about me right now, um, uh, almost uh, almost 50 uh, years of age. And uh, I grew up here in Canada and uh, I grew up with some um, parents who were um, very health conscious and spiritual minded. So from a very young age, um, I was not really focused on uh, this world per se. I was more focused on the uh, abstract uh, spiritual worlds. And in fact, you know, we can talk about this a little later on, but um, I didn't even witness the physical world until the age of 12 years old. I was just in a dreamy, cosmic sort of version of this earth like a head like a heavenly version of this earth and uh, one day i went to sleep and uh woke up it was like locked in this body and i never saw the physical body before it was 
I never saw hard edges. I never saw anything opaque before. Everything was translucent before. And uh, everything was actually merged together like one giant painting. Things didn't, did not appear to be separate. So, uh, so I sort of snapped into this body age 12 and uh, it was quite shocking uh, because it was the opposite world I, I've been used to. And so uh, it was a pretty traumatic time. From the age of 12 to 14, I, 15, I kind of re rebelled a lot and was depressed and wanted to die and had to just, had to just, just accept that I'm here and, and just make, make the best of it. And so I went pretty crazy doing a lot of crime and a lot of just stealing and fighting and stuff like that. Uh, and I used to get headaches all the time and uh, it took me hours to fall asleep every night when I was a teenager. And uh, one day uh, uh, there was an incident happened uh, when I was 16, 17. Renee, I really... go ahead. Renee, can I, I just want to pause you for one moment before yeah, you ahead. tell us the story of your sure. teenage years. Because yeah. so far you've shared with us, you said, you can call me Renee Hamilton, star yeah. child, power of soul. And then you kind of went into, you 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 shared with us kind of how this name of power of soul kind of came yes. to be and how it resonated with you sure. from when you were younger. And I want to um, just kind of go back to that for a second. Mm -hmm. um, and you said, I am 50 years old. So for those of you oh. who are going to listen to the podcast, and when you think of a 50 year old man and you see Renee, I mean, there's, um, you do not resemble what a earthly 50-year-old man, kind of what I think about, mm -hmm. okay? And so we're going to have to talk about that as well. <laughs> okay. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, because, you know, as I'm looking at you, I can, when I, I see you, I can, there there is something about you, right, that um, it's, it's, um, it's almost like a time has stood still in a way mm. um, in your physical body, and I can see that. Um, so I want to talk more about that. Certainly. Um, and then you, 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 you then started to share with us, you know, how your, your parents were health conscious and, and spiritually minded. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm interested to know kind of, cause what, what I'm hearing so far is, you know, what you went into and saying, Clara, like prior to the age of 12, I was mm -hmm. living in this almost like a, in um in more like in my imagination in a dream state and this yeah. other state of consciousness. Yeah. And then finally you like one day you went to sleep and realized, Oh man, I'm locked in. I'm locked into this body. Yeah. And before you go into your teenage years and kind of how that was, I just, I want to just echo back to you how I um When I was a child, <laughs> I used to make this drawing of, um, on paper and I would say I am from the Milky Way galaxy planet earth um the North American continent like I would break it down to even yeah. like my address like a and GPS my, <laughs> yeah and, then I, and I always wondered why why do I why, why am I locating myself mm -hmm. in, in time and space oh, and they were you know, and, and the more that you've um you've shared with me kind of how your younger years were, it reminds me a lot of myself and kind of I dismissed, uh, you know, through time, right? I dismissed 
these um unconscious and um intuitive things that I would do to find my, to locate myself in space and time mm. um because I didn't I didn't like you know as in my younger years I didn't have this like translucent kind of reality that that, that I've heard you describe mm. it was more for me of um I lived in my imagination a lot mm. and I had a really I had a very solid inner world like more than the outer world. Like vivid, like you mean by solid, like vivid, like very- Yeah, active. vivid. Um, like there was a lot going on mm -hmm. inside of me. Gotcha. More, and, and when I hear you speak about your younger years, yeah, it makes me think about that. And I wonder to like listeners, right? That are, that are listening and, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this freely. Like it feels to me, that there is this calling for people to remember why they came here. Mm -hmm. And those of us, right, that I think might be, um, maybe we've done this a couple of times. You know, I, I, I think I've done this a couple of times. I've come through um, this, this particular dimension a couple of times. Um, I think at, at least for me, I, I, was, I, I was at a point where I was like, okay, I get it. I'm not from here but I got to be here mm. among the people. Like I'm, I have to do this work. Yeah. I get it. Um, and I also went through a period of saying WTF. <laughs> did I really sign up for this? Yeah. yeah. Because this is not fun. <laughs> um, especially, you know, going into the teen years. Um, yeah, and so you know, I, um, talking to you for me is, is, is almost like mirroring, um, and highlighting a lot of my own experience. Um, but I know that it's not just mine. I know that there is many of us out there mm. who know Indeed. that we are here, but not of here. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to just kind of take a pause Absolutely. And and have people like, as they listen to this, think for themselves to around their earlier years and, um, and just, and, and follow along with us, you know, if, if they too are, are going through a similar, um, a similar journey of fully awakening. Certainly. Sure. So one, tell me, tell me about your teenagers. Go well, on. One thing I'll just, uh, you know, uh, I'll, uh, uh, put an addendum to that is that when we are in our adult years, we typically think, oh, when I was young, life was magical and things were beautiful or, you know, just joyful. And we say, oh, that's just, that's, for, that's just for kids. But it's, it's not just for kids. It's, it's actually, we sort of moved out of that state of consciousness and it's, that's our natural state of consciousness. That's how we naturally are without being interfered with. So it's not that it's only for kids. It's really just our natural state. It's, it's not a, a childlike feature that is exclusive to that, uh, that age bracket. So that's just one thing I want to add into that. Yeah, um, so this from the imagination, the free use of, of the imagination, of play. Um, yeah, it, it's, not, it's not just for kids, 100%. Yes. Um, 
Renee, lately I've been learning about, well, not, not learning, but it's more like I've been listening to lectures of Neville Goddard. Are you familiar mm. with Neville Goddard? Yes, yes I've listened to Neville Goddard as well, for sure. So you, so you know how Neville Goddard says, you know, that the imagination, that the imagination is God, Christ in us. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. 100%. And um, so, you know, I have kids. So I have, mm. I have a two and a half year old and a seven year old. And I, I like to see imagination come to life through them. Right, mm-hmm. really reminds me that I am living the re- I am living my imagined world from when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. I I remember right when I was seven years old, I would imagine myself helping a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, living in a certain kind of situation, having all of these things that at the time were just in magazines mm-hmm. in the Dominican Republic. Gotcha. And now when I look back, I'm like, I am literally living. I I am living my, what I envisioned, my, what I imagined for myself. So you, you, you embodied that imagination is what you're saying? Yeah. And I did it. Yeah. As a kid, now looking back, um, there was no resistance to, there was no resistance. There was no limit. The only limit was kind of like what I could imagine. Sure. Which a lot of times had to do with like TV or things that I saw in magazines. Sure. But now, I mean, I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing that the things that I envisioned when I was five years old is what I am living today. Mm. Mm. That felt Bad. like it was like those, I was like, oh yeah, one day, you know, one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna live in the United States and one day, yeah. like, like one day as if like, it may not happen, but who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's how my kids are. They're like, I want, like my son wants the collection of Paw Patrols, let's say, right. Yeah. He's two and a half years old. And he said it so many times that the child actually now owns the collection of the Paw Patrol. Um, wow. the Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me more about I, I, I'm I'm curious to know about when you kind of like felt that you were like locked into your body mm-hmm. and, and how did that affect? It was crazy. It was crazy. Like I can explain, like I have very vivid recollection of before and after the body, you know, how, oh, wow. how, um, when people talk about the Bible, they say, you know, there's AD and then there's BC, you know? Uh, um, so it's kind of like, they're two different worlds. Um, so let's just give you a brief idea of the day before and the day after. So the day before the world appeared to be like made of infinite energy uh, that was shaped as everything. Like it was, there was no separation. So the world seemed like it was a party of creativity. Like in the air itself, the air itself appeared to have millions of shapes and colors and portals opening up and giant things moving and small things and particles. Mm-hmm. It was just like a, a wonderland of create creativity. Everywhere I looked, everything was alive. The walls were alive, the floor was alive, my toothbrush was alive, my skin was alive, dust was alive, everything was bursting of, of light and energy. 
and all, everything I heard sounded good. And I don't mean that I enjoyed every song I heard. It's just that everything blended into each other. The harmony, like it's like life had a harmony. It's like every moment of life had a like a soundtrack that sounded cool. So whatever I was doing, there was this background music. It's it's hard to explain because it wasn't like external. It was more of like internal music. And uh, so when I look at the hand, it would appear to be billions of sparkling colors and shapes spiraling and just the most mind-boggling like vision ever. Just my hand. Never mind anything. A telephone. Everything I looked at was just unbelievable. It was just jaw-dropping. And I, my consciousness was not fixed upon a shape or a body. So my consciousness was filtering through millions of experiences of other people, of animals, of, of wood, of rock, metal, other worlds, other shapes, uh, peace, uh, places where there was no, there was no objects, there was just peace. Uh, just infinite, basically the whole universe. It seemed like I was the whole universe that slowly became Renee. Over one day, it just snapped into Renee, and then suddenly my consciousness, which was free, was just stuck to the confines of some sort of form. I wouldn't say entirely, but like ninety-nine percent. I would say the day before to the day after was like 100% imagination to like 3% imagination. It just, my imagination was just white. So even that 3% though was a lot more than almost everyone around me. It was just tremendously more, even that 3%. Because it seemed like almost everyone around me was at almost zero imagination, except people who were younger, like children had tons of imagination. But as far as adults, it's like they're, it's like they had none. So I was, uh, the first thing that happened when I snapped into the body uh, was, uh, when I woke up, was I saw the, my wall in front of me. And normally the wall would be like full of colors and shapes and like moving and stuff, you know, flying through the walls. But now the wall was like not moving. There's nothing was moving. And I said, the first thing I said is, Whoa, what happened to all the movement? Like, there's no more movement. And then there was this coldness in my chest area, like, like a contraction, like a cold breeze or a cold wind. And there was no more love. There was before, it wasn't like I felt love before. It was, I was love. Like, I was love itself. And then suddenly I was like a human with no love. And there was this coldness, this, this I don't explain it, just an emptiness that was just searing. And um, sounds were very sharp, like like bang, smashing, like things had a very sharp end to sounds. Whereas before it was very tapered, nice, nice diffusion of sounds. Um, my touch uh, seemed to be very, again, had that similar sensation of edges. I, I never saw an edge before, like an hard edge and never felt one before. So I ran my hand across my window seal and I, I was just shocked at this hard edges. I was like, whoa, like I'm, like I'm in a prison of some sort. It was just the weirdest thing. And uh, 
because I didn't have that imagination anymore and, and because everything felt like at a distance, uh, there was an immediate boredom. Like I, there's, the boredom was so shocking. It was, it almost made me wonder to just not, you know, to just not be alive anymore. It was, just, it was that bad. It was this oh, absolute wow. boredom beyond all comprehension. And uh, I instantly became depressed within like, I would say within 20 minutes, I was like, like worst depression ever. Renee, and, yeah. can, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, um, as you, as you're narrating this, right, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about, um, when, you know, they say when, um, souls, um, are born and they come to earth and they completely forget who they are. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how fast or how slow that happens for people, mm -hmm. but it sounds, it, it, it almost sounds like the process of incarnation for you mm -hmm. was slower than most people. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm just curious, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just speaking what I'm, what I'm thinking and feeling, mm -hmm. but I'm wondering what do you, what do you think was going on? Oh, oh, why do you think you went through that particular process? I don't know why, why this particular body went through that process or consciousness. Um, in when in that sort of state back then, I that wasn't a, a thought I was having. However, mm -hmm. in hindsight now, it's it's pretty clear to me, you know, what's what's going on. Some of it I can talk about, and some it's just too personal. However, um, I don't know if there's a way for me to explain this that that doesn't sound like like I'm trying to uh, exaggerate. Uh, it's it, we all are we all are everything. Like so, for example, every cell in your body has the complete blueprint of of every other cell. Every particle in the universe has the as the infinite uh, seed of of the whole, so it's like a it's like a fractal. When you like break a mirror, you can break a mirror in a million pieces, but each piece is still a mirror. Okay, so I look at it that way: that we're all we all are source. We all are literally that Holy Spirit, imagination, infinite life force. It's just that that infinite life force is infinitely creative. It it likes to it likes to snap itself into infinite shapes. It likes to snap itself in the shape of the worms, the ants, the buildings, cell phones, humans, dogs, cats, mountains. It's think of the air as like intelligent, intelligent and aware. The air itself is like infinite energy. Mm -hmm. And the air, like the, it likes to snap itself into shapes of humans or dogs or cats or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whole world. So it likes to play characters. It likes to play all these characters some of these characters it plays appear to be not interested in spirituality or fighting or <laughs> they're, they're, they're more interested in materialistic things and some of the characters wow. are like you know spiritually oriented and and some are like super aware and some it, it basically plays every part of the spectrum so think of like a painter if if a painter could only paint uh, with one color there's nothing to see 
this is all white or black or blue. There's, mm -hmm. there's no contrast. So if a painter has a full palette of you know, trillions of colors, the creativity is, is that much more expansive. And so think of life as that infinite palette. It, the life is not going to limit itself to one color, one experience, one perception, one viewpoint. It's going to play everything. And in that, in that uh, role, it's going to have uh, the, the, I guess, the whole picture because it's playing all the characters. It, it, it has the full picture. It's not, there's no individual characters in reality. In reality, it, it appears as though people are separate and, and, and they are their own person, but they're not. In fact, I'm not even Renee. And I, I'm not sure, so I'm not sure you are uh, Clara either, because it's not like this personality knows how to pump its blood. I don't know how to squirt dige the digestive juices into my stomach or fire the neurons or cardiovascular system or endocrine system or any, any function of the body. I, I, this personality doesn't know how to, to do that. So something is breathing right now and it's not this personality. Something is operating this body. Well, it's, it's not this personality. There's something behind that. There's some, some bigger envelope creating the appearance of this body and not just the appearance of this body, but the voice coming out of it. We, we tend to think that we have control over, over things, but we don't have control over things. In fact, this voice, or uh, how should I say this? Every uh, aspect of our bodies is automated. The breathing, the, all the, again, all those body functions. But not only that, our voice is automated, meaning that it's, it's not us speaking. It's, it's the body speaking. It's, there's something speaking, and it's not us doing it. Is we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to create vocal cords or create a tongue or create a mouth. We don't know how to artistically create that and make it work properly. So something is doing it and, and whatever is doing it is the one who's speaking. It's, there's no us here. There's this life force shaped as humans going about doing their things. Life so some... force, life force shaped as humans. Yeah. So, um, I asked the question of like, okay, why do you think right this almost like this this experience right that you had of being able to perceive and be and I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say for my own purposes like in another dimension mm -hmm. and then your consciousness then coming kind of lock into your body and feeling like this just constrict constriction and yeah contraction being, you know and kind of like uh, i mean like being almost like in, in 3d now like you're like yeah. okay like yeah. there's shapes there's up down left right yeah and these are contained mm -hmm. um and, and you said you know i don't know clara right? i don't i don't know why this happens but although i know what you said you said clara um the creator source, right, wants to experience itself in everything, in all things, um, in, in everything. You're like, it, it, it almost kind of what I'm hearing is, um, and, and I know this, but for some reason, it just kind of like my mind just, just kind of like, um, I, I went into this, this whole nother kind of state of consciousness 
And what I'm hearing from you is saying, hey, you know, like, I don't know <laughs> for sure. But what I do know, right, is that the source from where we are all from, right, and that we are, we all are, mm-hmm. kind of wanted to have this experience, you know, of I'm going to, I'm going to experience myself through this guy and mm-hmm. he's going to be in the state and then it's going to be like this mm-hmm. and he's going to feel constriction and then he's going to have to find his way back to the light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 and, you know, and I completely um, empathize and understand that on a visceral level. And I'm, what I'm doing as I'm repeating back to you, what you're saying is that I am trying to get it out clearly <laughs> out of me so that the people that are listening can kind of listen to it twice. Sure. Um, and, and try to follow along, right. With what we're sharing and, um, hopefully awakening in them, that God-like consciousness um, that I feel like we are moving towards Big time. slowly, but I, I almost want to say sh- in shortly. <laughs> slowly, but, slowly, but surely, because I feel in my heart, I believe, and what I understand is that um, source wants to know itself and then bring it all back to itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And don't want to tell me how I know this stuff, Renee. <laughs> I just it's just yeah, it's just uh, the inner inner intuition, you know. So it's yeah, it's something. You know, I guess you can say it's without our imagination, we're not even even able to. Um, conceive of new ideas or shape ideas or or use that sort of uh, space within our mind to to conceptualize different uh, concepts. So uh, that ability to really use your inner mind, your, your inner mindscape to uh, to navigate reality is uh, is is essential and from our imagination comes uh, understanding and and you operate quite a bit in your imagination so this this understanding is not it's not foreign to you it's 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 a part of your uh, your operating system mm-hmm. there's two different main operating systems that humans tend to use and uh, one of them is hidden from from most people's view there's an operating system called beliefs and beliefs are simply the beliefs only have one function. So there's beliefs and memory are, are tied together. They're, they're like brother and sister. Okay. Beliefs and memory are all tied together and beliefs and memory only have one function and that's it. The function is to repeat. Mm. Repeat. Doesn't matter what they're repeating. Repeat. Okay. So beliefs and, 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 and memories can never say anything new. They just can't. They, they can only repeat, just like a program, just like a computer program. Whereas imagination is the other operating system. That is only newness. It's only creativity. It's only changing. It's, it doesn't have even any identity because it's shape-shifting 24 hours a day. It's, it's not any one thing. 
Whereas, whereas beliefs and memory is a very definite thing. It's a very uh, absolute, it's not changing, it's not moving, it's not saying anything different. It's just basically like atrophied, it's, it's stagnant. So that imagination brings newness. And what's interesting about uh, newness is that's all that exists. That's the only thing that we, ha we, we have experience with is newness. Every moment is brand new. It's always shifting, it's always changing, it's always moving. And because it's new, we don't know what it is. We don't have a newness meter here. Here's a newness meter, it's your 14.2 newness. We don't know what newness is, it's just, it's new. That's the whole point, is it's unknown. So newness is unknown. And every moment is brand new, so every moment is unknown. But our beliefs try to make us think that we know something. Well, that's a car, that's a banana. That's a dog. I know that because my memory told me so. My my repetition told me so. Well, how how would repetition, memory or beliefs that that can never say anything new? What what does what does that know about newness? What is something that can never interact with newness know about newness? Inform Nothing. inform the validity of the newness. Yeah, yeah. The, so. So basically yeah. our beliefs and memories are, are telling us lies because they, they can't interact with reality. Reality is new and our beliefs and memories are old. So they're two different worlds. So the memories, beliefs and memories are trying to give us a false version of reality that, that has nothing to do with what's actually happening. So there's two different operating systems and I, and I'm able to see both. They play out like simultaneously. And wow. And um, yeah. One, so, one moment, Renee, because go ahead, you, go ahead. you 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 be dropping gems per second. Okay. So <laughs> I just you know let's let's um for I want to sure. take your time because oh I loved um and I think this is gonna be so helpful for people right when we when we're we're thinking about um how to use our imagination right mm -hmm. and, and reawakening the power of our, our imagination mm -hmm. um to be active agents of change Absolutely. <laughs> um, that many of us right do, don't do that we are not active agents of change because we are operating from our memories right and all of our, our life life experiences that have constructed these beliefs yeah and 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 they're all and they're constructed on the past, right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like when when I the way I picture it is like imagination is the gas, right? And then we're trying to like we're trying to go, but mm -hmm. we are we have this break on the gas at the same time, yeah. On our memories and our beliefs, that say, totally. oh, you you're trying to go over there, but no 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 no, <laughs> totally. Stay here, and, and I can totally see how people stay stagnant. Totally. How I have stayed stagnant. Yeah, we all, I have all of us. We all, yeah, all of us in one way or another, for sure. Yeah, and then, right, it makes me think about when, what are the conditions, like in, in, in what conditions, right, have I had the most access to the power of my imagination? And for me, and I also see it in my kids, it's when your survival needs have been met, Mm. then um, for me, right, and my, and my kids, sure. then you're able to be like, okay, let me think about what I want to do next. Let me, mm. let me think in layers. 
Hmm. But what happens when a person's, um, when their first needs are not met, you know, their, their need for safety, food, mm -hmm. water. And that's a lot of people in this world. Mm -hmm. was, that, was that a rhetorical question or do you, do you want me to sort of? No, I want you to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I no, want I you mean, to, the... to tell me, I want you to tell me your thoughts about this because, you know, you and I, um, in these bodies and because, you know, we have internet, we can have this conversation. This is, we are in a privileged position. Mm -hmm. Indeed. But there's many people in the world that, that don't have, um, their basic needs, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I'm very interested in helping people who feel like they need to have everything in a, you know, in a certain place mm -hmm. in order to exercise power. I think that you can exercise power from, you know, the, the, the pits of the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's power there too. Sure. So, but, but, but people need to hear this. They need mm -hmm. to know. Um, so, so tell me Renee, how, how, how can people exercise and believe and exercise their imagination mm -hmm. and the power to create when they're, there's their survival needs are are not met well it's everyone has different ideas of what survival means so let's just say that there's physical survival as in basic things like food and water uh, warmth like actual heat uh shelter things of that that nature uh that's one aspect. Another aspect is the uh, emotional need to uh, to interact and with others and express yourself and be understood and and ex uh, really explore uh, that emotional realm and, and with uh, I guess you can say a connection that the whole connect emotional connection based uh, aspect and then another aspect would be uh, the uh, the need to dream, the, the need to reflect and go within, and, you know, obviously that's more isolated rather than um, uh, sort of connecting outward. And to really uh, uh, examine one's inner mindscape and inner self and, and explore that. So there's these, there's, uh, there's these there's one that's outward based fully, the physical survival. Then there's the the connection, the middle ground, which inner and outer, and then there's the inner. Okay, so these are just our three needs. And the the need comes about from a lack of understanding what one is or what reality is. <clears throat> that the lack of understanding what one is brings about a, a state of um, ignorance in which the ego or the the part of the self that is not aware of the fullness that panics it says well i don't know who i am where i am what's going on where like how i got here kind of like how when i when i showed up at age 12 I, there was this complete confusion as to what was going on what to do next all this kind of stuff before that day i had full understanding of just everything and the next day it was just nothing just wiped my wiped my mind so um one has to recognize uh, that that one doesn't know 
it, the first thing we need to recognize is that, hey, I don't know where I am, what's going on. Like, I, I've heard stories, I've heard these explanations, but I still don't internally know. So once we can acknowledge that we don't know what's going on or where we are or who we are, then our mind, our, our imagination is open to looking, to, to say, hey, I, you know, universe, let's, let's figure it out. Because if I don't know who I am and I am me, that's a mystery, right? That's a big mystery. And if I don't solve that mystery, then where am I spending my time? If I'm not spending my time getting to know myself, then I'm spending my time to not get to know myself. And how is that going to help us? How is that going to help you survive by not getting to know yourself? So it's just common sense. If all of us supposedly 8 billion people are here and almost no one knows who we are, wouldn't, shouldn't that be in the newspapers every day? Hey, there's 8 billion people and no one knows who they are. Shouldn't all the earth's resources go like 24 hours a day? Like for everyone, everywhere, all the technology, everything focused on that because that's the biggest mystery in the universe. But it just seems like no one cares. Like it's like they don't have their minds already made up long time ago who, who they are. So by, by not exploring what we are, then we're just going to be led by illusions left, right and center by other people who know you don't know who you are. And so they're going to say, oh, I have the answer and it's do buy this product and do this and go here and vote for this and do that. Because, but so they're just playing our ignorance and we're just going along in this, this dream world where we don't even care who we are. And because of that, life is difficult. It's difficult to survive, to get money, to job, to relationships, figure you know, emotions, pet peeves, you know, medical stuff. We're just clueless. So it all starts with exploring the self. If we don't explore itself, the, the problems are just going to pile on infinitely until we just burn out and turn into dust. It's as simple as that. So it's, it's nothing we need to do. It's just a matter of self-reflection as to and be open to what to just inf, to infinite possibilities. So we, we, we have to really keep that door open. And one thing with me is when I sort of snapped into the body. I knew to keep at least 1% door open for everything. So even if I believe something, you know, I'm still going to leave. It's only going to be maximum 99% belief. There's, I always got to have 1% open to, to check out something new, new angle, new, new position, mm -hmm. because I can't close that door. That would be suicide. So to me, that's what it is about. It's, it's really about we're here to explore. So, and, and, we, and we don't know who we are, so there, there's the journey. Like the journey is already, we, we're, we already know what the journey is, but some people just refuse to go on that journey of self-exploration for whatever reason, you know, I don't, I have no idea. And uh, every moment of our life from beyond that time or that, that decision is gonna reflect that motivation. My motivation from day one is to explore self and master the universe and all sorts of other stuff. So that's that's what my reality wraps itself around that architecture. If Renee, my, go ahead. Um, I just want to um, just highlight a couple of things sure. that you mentioned. Um, you know, the, so that the the original question of like, how can someone right start to exercise? their imagination and their ability to 
create reality mm -hmm. um, to um, like to live from this this higher heightened consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and you said, you know, it's and you you brought up a really amazing point that you know survival looks different for every person. Like like what's what's your sense of survival to my sense of survival? It's completely different. Like we have completely different needs. Um, and it brings me back to, you know, when I was a kid and you said, you know, the biggest thing is one is, is saying like, I don't know, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm at. And I don't know what's like, just, just admitting that we just, we don't know is, is huge. Mm -hmm. And then from, from there, um, giving ourselves permission or like the investment of saying like, I'm going to get to know who I am. You know, and as easily as that sounds out of your, like, it, yeah, get to know who you are. There are so many, you said, oh, I, I don't know what you said. I, I don't know why people don't, don't go explore. And, um, and I can think of a million, <laughs> you know, as a, as a person who like, like I've studied, you know, like diversity, equity, inclusion, systems of oppression, mm -hmm. um, all of the different like things that are in this 3D world that society has, um, certain powers in society have created that um, keep certain people with more power, right? And like more sure. freedom and yeah. others saying like, I'm afraid all the time. Mm -hmm. um there like I, I can I can think of so many and so um one of the things that you that you also shared and and um and I feel really validated it in my own philosophy of life is that um having have I like my my family comes from quote unquote like from poverty mm -hmm. right um like we never went hungry or anything like that but in relation to other people right we 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 had to stretch our dollar a lot further with a lot more people sure. in the Dominican Republic. And so one, um, a belief that I've always held, you know, as I, uh, like I, I moved from, from Dominican Republic to the United States and kind of, you know, feel like I've been living my life mm -hmm. is that, you know, you know that um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, how it has it's like a, a triangle and at the bottom is, is like food, shelter, and then there's um, the need for connection. And then all the way at the top of the top, right? It's like once you have all those things, then you have self-actualization, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about. It's that like get to know who you are, what you are, your purpose, all those things. And, and, I, and I always wondered, what if we turn that around, right? What if from the moment that people were born, we actually like created conditions to help them realize who they are, mm. what they love, mm -hmm. what they value, what are they interested in? And I like, created those conditions. Imagine how much different. Oh, it'd be crazy. It'd be amazing. If you imagine, like, and that is what you're talking about. <laughs> like, what if we invested, right? All of like our energy into that. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I can, I can imagine a world, right. Where that is already happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that is you know, kind of what, what you're talking about. And I've never heard it um, put that way. I've presented on this many times to say, hey, what if we did self-actualization first? Mm -hmm. like what, what if like, I mean, obviously people are going to have all of the other things. They're going to have food or whatever, because we have enough wealth in this in this world for everyone to have that. Totally. 
Um, so that's, that's just amazing. I, um, I feel very validated <laughs> in my idea um, when you share that. Um, but I also, I, um, I would love to hear from you, Renee. We've been, um, we, we've been corresponding um, for a bit and I've um, purchased some of your, um, your pendants um, for myself, members of my family, friends, and we have been um, experiencing um, a lot of miracles, um, mm. manifestations, um, like I manifest things, but things are manifesting a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would love to hear about like when you started making these products. When did it mm-hmm. come to you? Sure. Um, yeah, and I mean I, I know I'm not the only person um, <laughs> that's using them, but sure. Yeah when when did it when did it all come about that you started to create um, the pendants and the other things that you've been creating? Well, it started around, um, I'd say around 2006 or so. And um, I was, when I had uh, snapped into body age 12, I, I was still able to see, like if you want to call it physically or through this, these eyes or mind, I was able to see energy, uh, auras and all sorts of, abstract energies all the time like it never stopped but it it was definitely diminished considerably from what it was so even with that small portion window that was still there it was tremendous amount of insight uh that i I had into the human mind emotions the psyche and just the, the logical systems we use to sort of construct our own reality and um so I was, you know, I spent my teenage years doing this and that and got lots of jobs and did all sorts of stuff um, up until the age of a 2000, uh, I'm not sure what the age I was, but 2006 or so. I was in publishing before that, before that and I, I, I kind of got, that ran its course and um, I knew I had a calling and I knew I had uh, certain skills and intuition and whatnot and I decided to um, just jump uh, uh, full force and head head first into um, really applying my wisdom and knowledge uh, and uh, sort of making that tangible. So in 2006, I started a website called uh, Power of Soul Productions. And uh, I, I, I basically doing a bunch of my teachings, like writing things down. And I said, I'm going to start writing a book called the instruction manual for the human mind. And I started that and um, uh, I just started to get all sorts of uh, visions and intuitions uh, of uh, different worlds. And I I always had that, but uh, I I just got an intuition to start using my mind to create artwork and to really put my inner world out sort of out here. And as a result of that, uh, it all started with the high gas prices in my city. One day over a period of like a few months, the gas prices went from like maybe 90 cents a liter to like a dollar, you know, dollar 35, dollar 40. And I was like, whoa, the gas prices are getting pretty crazy. 
And so I started looking uh, for ways to save money on gas. And one of them was to uh, use some acetone, that, uh, I think it's a nail polish remover. And if you put a certain amount in, in your gas tank, allegedly, uh, with uh, premium fuel, you'd, you'd save money on it. And I did that, but it was very, it was difficult. I, it didn't work for me that well. And I, I happened to mention that to a friend of mine. And she said, well, I know this, I know this guy who makes his own fuel additive and I saved great on my fuel. So I went and I called the guy up and I, I, I met him, I bought some stuff put in my vehicle and it worked. I started getting 2% better mileage, next time 5%, next time 8%, like all up to 20% better mileage over a period of one month. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I went and met the guy again and talked to him and he happened to be uh, you know, into same stuff I'm in, the spiritual this and that and creating energy devices. And okay. we ended up becoming friends and uh, he imparted a lot of uh, knowledge and, and wisdom to me. And um, I took some of those understandings and I decided, well, I, now that I understand the basics of this and this and that, now I'm gonna put my own twist on it and create a whole new, you know, I guess, technology around that. And um, mm -hmm. I created a, a technology in which I'm able to basically open windows to different dimensions that are able to focus energy into this dimension. So almost like a portal or a vortex, I call it vortex. So I coined it uh, quantum nano vortex uh, technology. And because it does use uh, certain principles of physics to pull us off. Again, this is not necessarily a physical thing. It's more of a mental understanding. And uh, so I, what I did is I, I decided, you know what, my vehicle, if when I'm when I listen to music, music makes me dance, it makes me feel good or change my mind. So music has a strong effect. So I, I thought to myself, well, if if music does that to me, and, and I'm made of 90% water, then what would music do to fuel? So I, I started getting fuel and blasting different musics at it and frequencies and it took me about a year or so and I, I put about 31 different frequencies into this uh, frequency blaster and uh, put it toward fuel. And then I put this little uh, energy patch that I energized onto my vehicle. And boom, like we're talking 40% better mileage, uh, you know, amongst other things, you know. It, and it was shocking. And I started to uh, get people to test it and they're all like, whoa, this is crazy, like Star Trek technology. And uh, then I started to uh, move that to little power plates, these little energy plates. And uh, that had, I uh, went through a process of learning how to do that and make that very efficient. At one point I opened up a portal that made me sick and I had to destroy all the copies of everything I made and burn it and just get rid of it and then start over again. So uh, I, I sort of learned to close uh, gaps that were not harmonious. Huh. And one day I was just laying in bed and, and within five minutes, how to make the pendants came to me, how to make them, where to go, what company to go to, to, to get certain parts, this, like already, like already prepackaged, boom, right in my mind, completely in like 20 minutes. So a week later, I had pendants made already, a first sample, and um, uh, 
uh, from then on, I, I really started to take my, uh, my teachings and my products and, and really start to test them and do different things. And it's been an evolution since, since then. Uh, and I've met tens of thousands of people at trade shows and talks and seminars and talked to all sorts of people, you know, scientists and elites and, you know, people who, you know, people who are responsible for the whole, you know, dark system. Uh, I've met the magicians, Satanists, uh, you know, what you would call demons, angels, and all sorts of wide variety of consciousness. And um, it's been a, a, a magical journey and just understanding the fullness of life and, and how unlimited it is. And it's, it's just every day, every moment is just another surprise. And uh, the journey keeps on going. Uh, I'm learning new things every day and under, understanding how to simplify uh, my understandings more and more and more. So about, it was about 10 years ago, 2013, yeah. that I wanted to come out to the public and do all these sort of teachings and talkings and put myself on social media and just go crazy. But something told me I'm just not ready yet. And so uh, it took me another 10 years and I'll tell you, uh, 2017 or so, I hit rock bottom in a way that I never even knew was even possible. Uh, it was mm. absolutely insane. In 2013, I had a really big enlightenment that lasted for about a year and a half um, to the point where it felt like, like it, in a non-sexual way, it felt like about 200 orgasms moving to my body at all times for a year and a half. Like my cells, my skin, my hair, my, my knees, everything was just bursting with joy and just magical energy. And then, then it slowly, like what goes up must come down. And it, it came down so slow and so incrementally that I didn't even know. So here's, here's my baseline. Okay, I go up and then it went down, but it, it didn't just stop at the baseline. It went way down below. Like I didn't even know it until one day I just sort of found myself in hell. And I'm in real hell, like real hell. And uh, it took me years to to get my mind to to extricate my myself out of that. From 2017 to 2000, basically even even now, like and I'm still learning, you know, more and more. But it took a good three four years to just get my 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 just a general sense of sanity back to where I'm balanced and and I, I'm not the same person. In, in 2017, there was a part of me that, or that part of the ego, I should say, that died. Like I, I had to learn how to think again, how to talk again and i had a mental breakdown completely just so when it was was there something you feel that that triggered oh yeah i know exactly what triggered it huh um well at, when you reach when i reach certain levels of understanding and uh, i guess you can say power uh you have a certain responsibility to you to wield that in a in a, in a way that is beneficial and I was still uh, a little uh, eccentric and was playing around with reality and, uh, and making certain decisions that um, were unwise and on purpose because I needed, to, I needed to know what I'm capable of, not just in the light side, but the dark side. So I made certain decisions to, to uh, explore that. And I, uh, there was, you know, miss, I guess you can say I, I got caught up in the story of me rather than the story of the whole. And that the story of me just 
I hit a dead end pretty much. And I, I had to recognize that life isn't about me specifically. It's about the whole. And I had a lot of expectations for, for life, you know, because I was given everything I wanted up, up until that point. Uh, and you can say I had a bit of entitlement uh, issues with, with what I was expecting to happen in my life versus what was really happening. And I, I had a conflict there, you know, because I, I knew I was, the universe was guiding me, but I had some demands for, for, for life too. Like, hey, you know, I should be treated this way. I should have this. I should have, you know, I had all these shoulds, right? And these shoulds were sort of slowly coming down to implode upon me and, and reach a crescendo at a certain time. And that would have been in the, around September or maybe the summer of 2017 that's when things just hit the fan and uh, I had to just make it make a decision if I want to be here or, or or just leave and let let the body die a lot of health issues mental issues and, and my mom had to come and uh, save me you know I had to call I called it for help and other than that I, I probably wouldn't be here making this uh video with you right now so you know I had to I had no fear before that time I hadn't I had not experienced fear much in my whole life uh, up until that time. So I had a lot of clients and a lot of people I talked to and always, they'd always be talking about their fears and traumas. And I'd be like, just get over it. Like, you, I, don't, I don't know where you, you know, I don't see what the big deal is. But now I know, <laughs> now I know, you know, I really know, I, I know how deep we can go and how scary it is and how hopeless uh, life can appear to be. And uh, we, we have to dig ourselves out of that. And the only way was for me to really just put all my attention on, on what I call the Holy Spirit. Um, I, you know, I'm not saying that's the one that's written about in the Bible, but it's, it's what I call uh, the power of source, the power of imagination, the power of, of, of life. And life teaches you to every step of the journey. So it's not like it was a problem. It was part of my journey into uh, and to understanding the, the repercussions of my own power, that you can't just recklessly think whatever you want with no, with no consequences. Your, our thinking is not even a reflection upon something, it's an actual creation. So, so we are creators, and if we, if we don't create responsibly, responsibly, then our creations are going to come back to bite us. And I had to learn that in a very direct way and, you know, in a way that was very intense because I'm a very intense energy and I had to, it had to hit me so deep that I, I could never forget that. And that's how deep I went to the depths of hell. And, uh, so, you know, one of my greatest fears was to go crazy. Like I, I never wanted to lose my mind. That was my greatest fear. And I did, I didn't lose it entirely. You know, there's still that 1% of me still there watching and then I, I was able to get out of that. And now I, you know, now, now I know the depths and I see people suffering and I understand now, like now I can see like what's going on. on, on now you can have real empathy. Yeah. Real empathy, like real, like exactly. Like, like been there, like been there, done that. Yeah, know what that's like. yeah, for sure. Big time. It was a very humbling experience. You know, compact, you know, the compassion. And I've been through many experiences in, in, in many ways, but that was really the, the king, the king daddy. And, um, uh, Things are, you know, it, it really helped me focus upon that which matters, okay, what really matters versus what versus the fantasy, you know. So, 
It was like, uh, remember what you said, why you said you came. Yeah. You said, you said you would. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. Wow. When I, so, I, so yeah. I make these products now to really help out with, um, with how our minds operate. Um, our minds operate in like repetitious loops, you know, these thought loops, these emotional mm -hmm. loops, these, these closed in circuits. And so our, our body and our mind is just caught in this stagnant rep, rep, repetitious cycle. So I create these pendants and products to help behind the scenes within your inner world to break apart these belief systems, thought systems that, that sort of continually try and uh, uh, limit or uh, dismiss how vast we are and how magical we are. There's, there's something that, that's continually trying to devalue us within ourselves. Um, and uh, this is all based on that repetition because repetition is scared of newness. It, it, it's almost like our beliefs are the devil and our imagination is God. And, and the devil doesn't want us to, to know about God. So it tries to throw repetition at us a million times per second so we don't notice the newness. So we don't notice our imagination. So it's, it's distracting us from what we are. Wow. And so, so that's why beliefs are so, that's why beliefs, that's why beliefs don't want to change and they're scared to change because they don't want us to recognize that there's something greater because once we recognize we have imagination, we don't need the beliefs anymore. We just like, okay, gone. Thank yeah. you for your service. Gone. And the beliefs don't want to die. They, they want to live another day. There is, it's like artificial non-intelligence because beliefs are not intelligent. And even any, and anything that's artificial is not intelligent either. So there is no such thing as artificial intelligence. There's only artificial non-intelligence. So intelligence is able to interact with something in real time and use imagination and change in real time, whereas beliefs and programs and memories can't. How is that intelligent? Imagine having a friend who never says anything new ever for 40 years. You'd think they were retarded. What's going on? <laughs> So, but, but we have the same beliefs for 40 years that never say anything new. And somehow we think that's sane. That's insane. That's totally delusional. So if we just treat our beliefs like we would treat a friend, then we just notice that 99% of our beliefs are just retarded. And I mean, retarded is in not as in mentally handicapped. I mean, retarded is in the word retarded means to stop or it, it almost means the same as arrested. It means to stop moving forward. It means no more progress. So when I say retarded, I mean, there's no more progress. It's basically stopped and, and there's, there's nothing more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, we were all in a state of arrested development. Whenever we use a belief, we're sort of entering a state of stagnation, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So uh, anything that moves creates energy. If there's no movement, there's no energy. So if our mind is focused on a, on a beliefs or memories that don't move and don't change, well, where's our energy? There is not going to be any. So the more beliefs and memories we have, the less physical, mental, emotional energy we have. So if everything's always moving like a river, infinite energy. Okay. So the, the, the stopping of moving creates a, a, like a blockage, almost like a dam in a river. It just stops the movement. Boom. Mm -hmm. So we are, we are designed to be continually in motion and any repetition puts up puts a damper in that it, it, it stops the newness from showing up. So 
we've been taught a psychological system of death or stagnation on purpose, okay, for many reasons. Renee, before, before we go into that, in, go before we go into that subject, I yeah. want to um, I want to bring us back because I feel like we're, we're going to have to need a second part to sure. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I want to um, kind of go back to, um, you know, we started talking about helping to restore um, the power in humanity, right? Sure. And yeah. I, in my, based on a everything you've said, there's a couple of things that I, I can highlight for people, right? To, for, for those of us who like may not be, may not have so much time to have the luxury of like reflecting and really getting to know ourselves and understanding our power 100% all the time, all the time. That's nobody. <laughs> I mean, I, right? No, no, yeah. no. Um, but some things that you said, and I kind of want to um, kind of close this piece of our sure. conversation and then we can yeah. we can have a second part. Sure. A couple of things that you said um, to help us restore our power, right? I heard one was just admitting that we don't know. Yeah. Like we really don't know who we are. We really don't. Like some of us, like I have, I, I have glimpses. <laughs> yeah. I have glimpses, right, of, of, of that. Um, but just admitting, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then... What else? What else can we do to like every on a, on a on a on an everyday yeah on a practical level practical basis yeah like it was yeah. like sure I got, I got three tons, tons to give to you for sure um, I, I know you have tons but what I want to I want to hear like the, your your top three like Renee's I want to hear Renee's top three my top list <laughs> okay. remember okay so what so now is this about survival or just about coping just dealing with the net with this the present practical things that uh, this that is about dealing with what is yeah. and and having enough power imagination hope um direction towards the newness so that we mm -hmm. are making things better sure sure well, I would I would start off by 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 recognizing that um, that when we wake up, so it's all about our mood. It's all about controlling our mood. That's that's a really big one, and we typically don't don't think we we have the ability to, to control our mood, but we actually do, and it's not that difficult. We just need to practice. Okay, and so. What that is, we, we don't understand how a mood affects us to begin with. And really, I'll just briefly say it because we don't got a lot of time, that um, that when we wake up in a great mood, our whole day goes great. It, everything works, things flow perfectly. Even if someone slams the door in our face, we're like, yeah, whatever, I don't care, I'm in a good mood. Like, So you, you could be eating the worst food ever and like, hey, it tastes good because I'm in a good mood. But when you wake up in a bad mood, nothing works out. You could watch your favorite movie and you're like, uh, I don't care. Like, nothing seems good anymore. So our mood doesn't just affect our, our a particular part of our life. It's it's literally a, the window of our perception. Mm -hmm. So by, by, by taking a position within one's consciousness to make the best of every moment, and they could act genuinely do that, like you, within your heart, you're going to, you're going to, make the best of every moment. If someone stabs you, someone yells at you, you get hit by a car, doesn't even matter how extreme it is, you make the best of it because you have, you have no other option. You either make the worst of it or the best of it because there's no, it, there's no middle ground here. 
So we have to just take a position of, you know what, I'm going to make a life decision to make the best of every moment, no matter what. That's, that's the thing, no matter what, because there's a lot of things that will, we will make an, an exception for. Well, you know, I saw, you know, some, some got arrested for, uh, you know, killing someone on TV and that pisses me off. So I'm justified in getting mad at them. And we, we come with all these reasons to just hold on to fear or pain or anger. Mm -hmm. And we have to just make a decision to swipe left, get rid of that and, and just stay focused on making, making the best decisions because life wraps itself around our decisions. It, it literally the physical molecules wrap around our decisions and wrap around our mental framework. So think of our decisions like an architect who does a, a blueprint for a building. You need the blueprint there first before you start building. So you can't just tell 100 construction workers to show up and then start telling them where, where to put things. You, you need a plan. So by having this plan in your mind of making the best of everything, physical reality wraps itself around that plan. And now things start manifesting magically. You're like, wait, like all I had to do was, was focus and that's it. Second thing is, is our mind is not perceiving reality. It's not, reality's not coming to you. We are projecting it from scratch in every moment. So we think that we are describing something that's already there. And that's not the case. We're literally conjuring up brand new meanings, uh, ideas, and everything on the fly. So we have to realize that we're not at the mercy of the past or the future, that in any moment, we could place our attention anywhere we want in the universe, anywhere in our mind, for as long as we want, for as intensely as, intensely as we want. And our, our, our mere presence is life force. Nothing you have to do to project life force or to be a creator. You, we are creators. So everything that flows in front of our mind gets uh, projected onto the screen of reality. Any thought, okay? So we're like a light bulb and the thoughts are like little um, negatives of film. The ne negative film goes in front of your light and your light illuminates it. So whatever mm -hmm. thought, doesn't matter, negative, positive, your mind will project it and it, that thought will appear as 3D reality, okay? So, so when you have a thought, it appears as 3D reality, like this, like this is a thought right now, it's not an object. It appears as an object, but it's actually a thought. So the world is a, a, a bunch of thought forms. And we have to realize that, that our thoughts, if we have a thought about something, then that thought appears as a form, okay? So the world is thought forms. Okay, so we have to just understand and observe our thoughts to see that our thoughts are showing up as physical matter. Okay, and the fourth thing is that, or third thing is that, is that observing ourselves, observing every particle of your mind, the feelings, the thoughts, the sensations, the logic, the fantasies, the memories, your needs, your wants, just observing every aspect of the self without judging each aspect. Just put yourself in a state of unknowing. So you're just, you're just learning like a little three-year-old, five-year-old child. You're, you're not trying to sit here and tell the world what it is or 
tell the world what to do. You're, you're in a state of sort of uh, submissiveness to life. So life is happening and you're just like, okay, keep coming, keep coming. Okay, okay. Rather than wrong, right, wrong, right, left. Oh, no, no, should be this way, that way. Like, forget about that. that. That's just pushing away wisdom. Just be open to whatever. Our beliefs in right and wrong really screw us up because we start pushing things away based on memory, based on beliefs, and we're not allowing newness to, to teach us. So we have to embrace newness like it's your best friend, like it's like you're married to newness. And then newness will show you and take you out of repetition, out of the oldness, and it will be gone. And a world of magic will start to open up more and more and more as we let go of memories and beliefs and start to focus on newness, imagination. We already know what our beliefs are going to say, and we already know what our memory is going to say. So it has nothing new to teach us. So be done with it. Let newness come in. And that's exciting. That's what brings the magic, the wonder, the mystery. That's, that's, that's what stimulates our, our heart and our mind to dream up new triumphant magical scenarios and to really exercise our imagination and to spread it out into the world because right now we're just really confined to our own little beliefs our own little opinions and we're just we're not even expand we're not even exploring anything and there's infinity here to explore and it's it's literally unlimited magic but we have to get our mind in a state where we're open to that magic and when i say magic i mean newness newness that's so new that there's no explanation for it and uh, we have to get to a point where we're we're all about noticing reality rather than knowing knowing is like memory or the past it's memorized whereas noticing is immediate it's interactive so we have to be done with knowing and move into noticing oh. and that's the big one noticing makes you present right now and, and to notice, you can't be distracted by the past or the future. So it forces you to notice. It forces you into the now. So then the knowing keeps you in the past and, and uh, the, the desires keep you in the, into the future. But we have to be done with both of those and deal with reality because reality is interactive. You can't interact with beliefs and memories. You can't interact with fantasies. There's no interaction with them. So all you can interact with is this. So why would I... Why would I take my attention away with the only thing I can interact with to fantasize on something I can't interact with? That's schizophrenic. So we have to be present and just understand that this is the only thing we can interact with. So stop the mental, uh, I guess, activity and just be present. Again, it's practice. It's practice to keep the mind from thinking weird stuff and just million thoughts hitting you every every second but you got to start somewhere you know you have to start somewhere you know I'll, I'll just give you one brief one minute thing and then i can close out when i was seven when i was 17 years old i, I grew up around a bunch of nationalities like like all every nationality but there was a there were certain people in our neighborhood uh who i was friends with all and my friends were friends with but we liked this uh food called bannock the native the Canadians, like they make this kind of bread, it's kind of called Bannock. And my friends end up calling native people Bannock. Hey, look at that Bannock. It was derogatory. 
And I didn't like it, but it was programmed in my mind. So whenever I would see a native person, my mind would instantly say, panic, panic. And I didn't like that. I just didn't like it at all. So when I was 17, I decided I'm going to prevent myself. I'm going to try and stop myself from saying that or thinking that. And it took me about a year and a half of me, that thought popping up and me swiping left. A year and a half solid. And one day I saw a native person and nothing showed up. Just, just life, just me, just regular, just no thought about that. And it, and it never, that thought never came back again. And it took me a year and a half to re, to deprogram that. So I know I, from then on, I knew, I knew I could deprogram thoughts or ideas or whatever. So the next thing I wanted to de de deprogram took me about six months. So I knew I was starting to eliminate thoughts and ideas that were not harmonious with my soul. And so we have to start and like now it's, you know, I'm very far beyond that. Um, but we have to start practicing how to use our mind and be flexible with our mind. We have to be flexible with our mind. And so that it's possible. It's possible to, to achieve all this stuff and, and way beyond that. So we just got to practice, 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 and keep focused on, on, on letting newness because newness can't suffer. Newness has, 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 has no disease. Nothing can grab onto it because it's always new in each moment. Even if a disease grab, grabbed onto newness, in two seconds, new, uh, more newness would come and that's gone. Because newness is like a river, it's, it's self-cleaning. Renee, we're gonna, I, I definitely wanna have a part two because there's sure. a lot more that I wanna um, dive into. Sure. But I think that um, what you shared with us around ways that people can restore their power, number one, right, is um, when, when I think of power, I think of choice, of having mm -hmm. choice and exercising choice. And um, number what you said, controlling our mood, that's huge, right? It's and again, it's like um, I recognize that it, it's way easier said than done, Absolutely. but it is possible because yeah. I I practice this very much, and I one hundred percent agree and understand that your mood, right, is like it's is is almost like um the color, the light, right, through which you see everything, and then understanding that that is the way things work that. Like things are not coming to you. You are literally projecting out yeah. because of the amount of information that we're processing every second. It makes perfect sense that our mood and what we and, and how we are viewing life is what is showing up for us. Um, what, what's really difficult about that and what I want to talk about in you know next time is um con being consistent. Mm -hmm being consistent in doing that. Um, and then also ob observing oneself. Um, yeah, it's, it's huge. Observing oneself without judgment. Totally. Um, way easier said than done. Extremely powerful. Um, it, something is extremely powerful, something that I've also, uh, also practiced. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love what you say around this, you know, like, let let newness be embrace newness be married mm -hmm. to newness um there's so i mean that message itself um is so refreshing um yet there's more that i want to you know i want to like dig into that some more um but lastly and this has been coming up for me so much renee um this word notice mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So my my daughter in the second grade is um, currently um, they they're doing this practice called notice and wonder, mm-hmm. and even in my classes I tell my students, hey, you know, like what? Can, let's practice noticing, just notice and wonder, mm-hmm. and asking a question, and even and and so you bringing that up, I'm like, oh my god, this notice and wonder, totally notice 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 and wonder um it's so huge and i want to i want to close here um in um asking everyone if you're, you're curious right about all of this um please uh reach out to renee and check out all of his products that i also use and i can endorse um at innersoultech.com but we're also going to have a um we're going to have a second um conversation because there's more that I want to um, dig into and give people um, even more tools because right these are just three things that you mentioned but there's so many other things mm-hmm. um, also to make it practical you know to give yeah. to, to let to, to really um, give people little things that they can do to practice because I know sometimes like with like really big um, thoughts and philosophy philosophies and ideas um, it can be a little um, tricky to practice. Totally. But Renee, I want to thank you so much for this hour. I know that this information is going to help a lot of people. So thank That's you. Awesome. And I definitely want to have uh, another conversation. So I will be in touch, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having, on, having me on. And uh, I'm super glad to chat with you. And it's been an amazing experience. And anytime you want to chat, uh, let's do it up. Uh, totally open book. 100%. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Ken. You You take care of him. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, friends, thank you so much for being with us. To learn how you can create your best year, get the book, take the course, and learn more, visit clarifying.com. That's C L A R A F Y I N G.com. And remember, let the universe hear what you want this year.